If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, really. Really, really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really. We're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie podcast. Once, twice, three times, four times a week. It all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie Podcast. God bless. And stay blessed. Take care. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. My name is Charlie Perry. And today's guest is my friend, Tracy Welsh. And um, this this is a champion, an advocate of the LGBTQ community and many, many more. She's just a dynamite resident of this, this fair city called New Bedford, Massachusetts. And I'm very, very proud and honored to speak to her. And uh, we're just going to kind of talk about a few things, highlight a few things. Um, and and this is, this is an a long time coming, and so I'm so happy to do this today. Hi, Tracy. So how's yep. everything? Oh, go ahead, Charlie. Sorry. How are you doing today? Ah, not too bad. Definitely hanging in there. Got the ACs on today. Got to, had to crank them a little bit, you know? Yeah, we we got them in a couple of days ago, and uh, I'm glad they're in because uh, trying to put them in when it's 90 degrees is, is, is makes it even worse, you know? Yeah. My, my son ended up coming up from Fall River and he's like, ma, I didn't do it last week. I'm sorry. I'm doing it today. Tomorrow's going to be 90. I'm like, thank you. Come again. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, read a few things about you. Um, one thing I like is, uh, um, you know, what's in our background is that community center. One thing about the, that building's been in my life for for a long time, and um, it's one thing it provided, you know, a sh- shelter for people. But what I see, what it's going to do now is is it's going to put smiles on people's faces, um, and 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 I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know that there's some fundraising going on, so that's what I want to talk about initially. But uh, after after you give me a little bio about yourself. Oh, sure. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the house behind here. Um, I've been an advocate for LGBTQ folks. Um, I used to be part of Cape Cod Gay Pride in the 90s. Uh, I came out, I was married to a great guy and realized one day I needed a great woman. My son is amazing. Uh, my son is gay as well. I always say I'm gay, even though people are like, aren't you a lesbian? 
back in the day, you came out, right? I'm gay, you know, so, um, but I've always been an advocate for people, even before I was, you know, realized one day that my life needed something more. Um, I think it's empowers us to help youth in our community. When my son was 18 and he came out, um, he was part of the AGLU that I'm part of now in New Bedford, which is the Bedford Alliance of Gay and Lesbian Youth, which actually changing it to SoCo this month, and I'll go into a little bit more about that later. Um, but my son needed help. He was 18, just coming out, living on the Cape. I said, well, listen, I can tell you what it's like to be a gay woman. Dad can tell you what it's like to be a straight man. But that in between, you know, we've lost. So my son joined Stigja, which mm-hmm. is now Thrive, but it was Cape and Islands Gay Straight Youth Alliance. So when I found out in 2011 um, that we had one here, I joined in and I've been an adult advisor for kids um, for 11 years now, just as it started. Um, I was on South Coast Equality and found out about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm on that. Uh, and it's important to make sure that our, our, our kids are protected and helped. What's the, uh, the age, the age sure. range? Yep. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Charlie. Um, we actually, uh, there's athletes all across the state and they actually do 14 to 22. Unfortunately for the Bedford, HIV has been on the rise year after year after year of men having sex with other men and transgender women. And it's a killer that we, we've actually raised our age to 24. So we do 14 to 24. Uh, we don't have a lot of 24-year-olds that may come, but we need to make sure that we're reducing HIV for these target population. And, you know, last night we were part of the Zaitarian. Uh, we've actually partnered with Cinema New Bedford and the Z. And last night's film movie was... Um, Shindas. It was Cape, um, taped in Cape Verde, talking about a transgender person and their life and how it's totally different, things like that. So the, tra- uh, the transgender community is embraced and the Cape Verdean community had come out. I wish I had a chance to talk to the people and say, well, your kids are leaving you. They're getting kicked out of their homes. They're, um, um, I hate saying it this way, but they're orphans. They're whoring themselves. There's so many things that are going on. Uh, but I want to make sure that we, we let people know that in our community, people of color, our youth are having a lot of issues right now. Again, generational thing. Um, some of our youth are living with their grandparents. They're couch surfing. They're on a corner. They're um, trying to make money to survive for the night. Uh, so one of the things that we work on is we try and reduce HIV. Uh, we try and um, empower our kids to have a better lifestyle choices. So each week that we do meet, and we usually meet um, by Zoom on Fridays now, because we are we had to give our center up, Charlie, because of fiscal responsibilities with COVID. Okay. Um, so right now for the month of June, we're going to be meeting at that beautiful house behind you. Um, but it's more um, secluded for different kids because some of our kids aren't out. So we want to mm-hmm. make sure that our kids have a, a healthy, safe place to go to. Um, but I know I'm like, I can probably talk about the movies real quick, but we have Shinda's last night. Every Tuesday in June, we have sponsored with the Zaitarian Theater. It's a $10 ticket. They're allowing 100 people to come in, and it's beyond the, uh, beyond the binary series. So next week, if you guys love jazz, Billy Tipton, um, it's called No Ordinary Man. It's a transmasculine jazz musician, Billy Tipton, that people didn't even know. Uh, it was a female-to-male person. Um, so each... Tuesday in June, Valentina is on the 22nd, and So Pretty is on the 29th. Um, look at the Z, check out the tickets, and um, we sponsored it. So with our connections with uh, MJ Harap, the person from um, Cinema New Bedford, we were able to do this amazing thing with the Z. Awesome, awesome. That That's what I'm talking about, you know, that, just that, that community events with the little community outreach and giving people a venue to go and and, and 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 just be happy, put smiles on people's faces. And that's one thing I like. Um, yeah, I wish we were uh, able to do Pride outside this year. Uh, people are like, oh, you can do Pride. Well, Pride takes a lot of work. Our yes. Pride would have already been last Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. so we didn't have enough time. So we actually have a lot of online things that we're working on. Um, it, it's, it's amazing what we were able to do last year virtually and this year virtually. So I want to give a shout out to Gallery X. Uh, we've actually rented the entire gallery for the entire month of June. So it's oh. called Kaleidoscope uh, Through Your Eyes. It's an LGBTQ plus art show. And um, they're, they're open 12 to 3, uh, except for Mondays and Tuesdays. Anybody can go in. And where people can view and purchase artwork from um, local artists, LGBTQ plus artists and um, allies. Um, it's just one of the things that we started off our month with. We actually did a flag raising 
Um, and the mayor wasn't supposed to come because they weren't doing outside talking. So all of a sudden we got there. I had a Stonewall veteran. I called him up like, hey, you want to come to New Bedford? You want to be uh, at the Z opening night? You want to flag raise our flag? We get there and the mayor comes out. I was like, I had a whole speech. I was like, go ahead. It's the mayor. So we just read it. Right? We, 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 we would have had a podium. We would have had a microphone. Yeah. It's really cool that he was able to come out. And uh, the city hall is in red, white, and blue, right? Red, white, and blue. The rainbow colors. Uh -huh. The MC garages and rainbow colors. Uh, Stonewall veterans came up from the Cape. People had their pictures at the Z tank with them opening night on the red carpet. It was pretty cool. So awesome. we had a great start to Pride. Um, and we actually have, for those who love, love our drag artists, Savannah Devereaux from Fairhaven on mm -hmm. the 12th at, actually, I guess it's a Saturday, um, at the Gallery X is going to be a story time. So uh, drag artist Savannah Darrow is going to be reading to the folks and youth um, at the gallery. So we have a lot of things that we've uh, been picking up on and glad to, glad to participate in. Good, good. I'm going to actually, uh, I got to follow a few of your pages so I can make sure that I'm sharing them and uh, make sure we get that uh, those those events out, out there, you know. Yeah, so I know that people may be able to see my my email addresses up there. Um, but with the South Coast LGBTQ plus network is a lot that I do with, and our NB Agley is now SoCo Agley. The Women's Center of New Bedford has been a fiscal conduit for the last 10 years. And with the new house coming up and what's going on in our community, it just makes sense that our fiscal conduit will now be the South Coast LGBTQ network. And we represent all the South Coast youth. So yes. we're going to be SoCo Agley coming forward. So we're going to be so all our stuff's changing. Um, and we'll be so called Agley. So, um, yeah, we're excited to be able to help our kids. But it's the LGBTQ network. Um, you can check out the Facebook page, check out the website, hit um, events, hit Pride. And like, oh, my God, you guys do all that? Yes, we do. There's a awesome. lot of things up there, Charlie. Awesome. That's, um, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, for one, it's... Uh, New Bedford. New Bedford needs this. New Bedford really, really needs this. Well, um, especially through COVID, you know, one of the things that I love about the gallery is that they're there all, all year long, um, but they do accept a fee. Like, so we, if you're not a member, it's like $35 for a certain amount of pieces and or whatever the fee is, I can't remember anymore, maybe 25. Um, and they take 35% of the proceeds. So, the, so we as a network received a grant from the Arts is Everywhere grant. Um, and we said, why don't we purchase the gallery for the month? And artists put the artwork in for free, and we're only getting 15% of the sales, 5% for the gallery. We have a lot of volunteers in our community, and I've been volunteer. I, I don't get paid for anything that I do. Um, so I volunteer for the network, volunteer for the um, the youth group. Um, and that 85%, 10% will go to the network for the, some of the paperwork and admin fees that we're working on. But 85% of all the proceeds goes back to that artist, especially wow. through movement. I do know when I was there the other day, out of the 70 to 80 pieces out of there, we've sold five. So, so far, and it's only the ninth. So it goes until, I think, the 27th of the month because then they change over to the next series. So Gallery X has been um, an LGBTQ um, thing that we wanted to do last year. We weren't able to do. So our pride that we have um, the first Saturday in June, usually, when before COVID hit, I started, I know I don't say my ahs, so everybody makes fun of me, but ahs and hock. <laughs> and we hired Mandy Fraser, uh, Chelsea Arruda, and, and a shout out to Herbie Thompson, um, he did caricatures for all the kids all day long at Pride. He must have been like 25 or 30 caricatures of the kids at Pride. And Andy, um, excuse me, um, Chelsea and Mandy just kept doing different graffiti artwork and whatnot. It's actually hanging in one of the rooms right now at the center. So when we do our tours, we can mm -hmm. explain what this is about. So every year we change it. Uh, we did Arts in the Park. And if you guys don't know that we usually do a 1.9 wellness walk, which was this past Saturday, even though we didn't have Pride. Our Brian Costa, who's a nurse practitioner at Greater Bedford, um, uh, downtown here in New Bedford, um, actually walked with the DOC program for New Bedford Wellness and was yep. able to talk with the center. And anybody have any questions LGBTQ related? He's a trans doctor now, downhill trans, you know, person uh, that can help people in New Bedford. A lot of people go to um, Fenway in Boston and don't realize yep. that right here in New Bedford, we have trans services. Wow. Um, you know what? That might be a... That might be another podcast. So I'm gonna have to get Brian on here. You know. Yep, I got his number. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna... You know, there's a lot going on, Charlie. That uh, again, if people check out the website, um, you'd be like, "Wow!" A lot of a lot of folks like Rhode Island Pride, Boston Pride, do Pride. We take pride in the entire community of all ages. I know for me that I'm really particular about you. Uh, but every quarter, we try and go to Fairhaven Council on Aging. 
they used to have until now, but hopefully they'll start back up again, a monthly senior supper club for LGBTQ seniors. So every quarter, I'm like, hey, we're checking in. You know, how can we help you guys? What's going on? Um, the network is also showing um, the movie Jen Silent. So um, the movie brought natural attention to the plight of generations of older LGBTQ plus people who remain in the closet or re-enter the closet out of concern for their safety or quality of life. Um, it's, it amazes me that you come out and then you have to go back in the closet because where you're living, the people haven't been trained or they're not gay friendly. You get beaten. They don't give you your medication. You don't get your food. Your roommate, we did hear a story that um, the person's roommate was homophobic. He asked his friends not to come and he died alone. So these are stories that, you know, you never thought that our seniors would go through and, and have to keep repeating history again. Um, it's, it's just, it, it saddens me. So if you look at our Facebook page or our website as well, we have a free screening for up to 50 spots available. So it's free for people to see. And the sign up is uh, between May 25th and May 12th. So we want to make sure that um, we let people know that our network had done a community needs assessment. And with that needs assessment, we realized our youth are at risk. The transgender community is at risk and our elders are at risk. And there's only a handful of us doing this work. So we had to say, okay, what is our concern and how can we help and put our energy towards what? And those are the three areas we picked because of our community needs assessment. Wow, awesome. Um, now, there's one thing, you pick a great location in my eyes, all right? Yep. And, and now you even have a better neighbor right across the street from you. I love the UU Church. Yeah, that is that's that's just perfect. I mean, it, it just and um, actually, uh, I seen that she got married, Reverend LeBlanc. Yes. All right. So. Yeah, you speak Anderson. Yeah, I want to. Yep. I want to actually talk to her, and um, I want to kind of get her on air if she doesn't mind. So you know, yep. I'm going to work on that with, uh, this week, and hopefully, we can do. Something. I have her number forty-two. If you'd like, psych. Uh, one thing I like about the UU Church is about 10 years ago, and Pride Cafe is now under the umbrella of the network, but South Coast Equality had that, and a shout out to Joni Stratton, who just passed away this year from COVID. Um, Joni started that, and I was on South Coast Equality um, years back, and it was Pride Cafe was a place to go. It was at the UU Church, so shout out to Nico, who was also there from the UU Church, and would go and open it up for us. It was twice a month to get people away from the bar scene, to get people away from drugs and alcohol. It was 18 plus group. Um, and we get it back in the day, 18 year olds were allowed in the bars, you know, even though yeah. it was 21 plus, you know, you're gay, come on in kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the UU church was welcoming and accepted everybody. And it was just an amazing relationship that when we closed our, our youth center, I, 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 I contacted them that when they're open, our youth group will be meeting at the UU church. That's our hope. And then once the center's open in um, the end of 2022, hopefully with funding, um, then our kids will move from across the street to home. Uh, so the Union uh, Church has been an amazing, amazing thing for the community. Great, great brainstorm. Yeah, yeah and it. you talked about location. So Rebecca McCullough, who was our president, this year stepped down to be our vice president and worked more on development and fundraising, found the building about three years ago. And she was like, oh, check it out. It's, I think it's empty. What's up? So about a year or so ago, she was working, talking with somebody from Whale, and uh, we were supposed to try and put, um, fill up the paperwork to try and get the house. Well, we found out it was due the next day, and nobody got back to us. So we almost didn't get it, and they said they, since nobody had put anything in, they extended it. Us and somebody else put it in, and somebody else wanted it as a, um, a homeless shelter, I believe, um, so they gave it to us. So we're very fortunate that somebody in our community donated $20,000 to us. Awesome. How do we say this nicely? The house only costs us fifteen thousand dollars. That's wow. so the, the minimum bid was fifteen. We weren't going to put more, right? There's only two people bidding. We're like, well, let's put the lease in and see where how it goes. So that person that donated the money anonymously gave us fifteen thousand dollars to buy the house and five thousand dollars to upgrade our website. So the location that you talked about, it's on Sixty Eighth Street. Yep. It's right on the the bus line, right close to downtown, right across and near like our whole community. Gallery exit street over the communal space, um, which is with uh, Lawnell Walker, right right down the street. You know, yes. if you guys haven't checked it out, I always want to give shout outs. Uh, Lawnell Walker, Samia Walker, Third Eyes over there. I think it's two forty six um, Union Street. It's the communal space for people of color. Um, it's an amazing space. 
the artwork is amazing. The people is amazing. So definitely check out the communal space. I want to make sure they give them a shout out. That's awesome. That's another great, great spot. And and between Lino and his wife, they definitely uh, yep. doing they're doing their thing every single day. Yep. So and then then you know what they have their own family they got raised, but they're always doing something for somebody within the community. And you know, Lino's not from here, but he 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 treats his place as home. Yeah. And um, there's one thing the, the stuff he's done. And this very short time that he's been in the city, some people haven't even done in their lifetime. We ended up doing a transgender remembrance in November, and I was looking for help um, for technology because we were at uh, at the library, and um, we had I had a DJ. So shout out to Weezy and uh, from Weezy Entertainment. Her and her husband came and got me the microphone and all that. But I, I, I hit up Lon Allen, can you do me a favor? He ended up bringing down his tripod, helped me set up, had the microphone for us so we could hear everything. I reached out, does everything we do is for free. You know, yeah. who can reach out, who can help, who can help? He's down there broadcasting our stream yard to um, MJ, who actually, again, is the person that says the cinema New Bedford. Shout out to the Z, beyond the binary. So you never know who you're gonna meet and how's, who's gonna help each other out. Um, I don't know where I was going. Oh, so yeah, yeah transgender day of remembrance. Um, one of the reasons that we want to do something, we try and do something every year is, and it's sad, um, a 19-year-old Lance Corporal in the United States Marine Corps from New Bedford, um, I don't like saying people's name, um, yep. ended up um, murdering a Filipino transgender woman who was 26 years old, and he was pardoned right around that time. So our, our trans community was like, um, what's up? And is he kind of come back to New Bedford, and do we have to worry? And at that yep. same time, Charlie, I post on uh, offline, I told you, I have 20 sites I post on. I oversee several sites. Um, I get hate mail. You know, don't. I'm not going to find you out there or if any trans persons around my kid. I mean, all these things. Um, so I ended up printing out some from the New Bedford page and the Fall River page, and I met with the police chief. Uh, Joe Canero just left, but I met with him, and I said, listen, and Andy Pollock, our new president, came. I said, I have some concerns for our community. I want you to see the hate that I get. I want you to know that our community is worried that this Lance Corporal might be coming back. He's pardoned. And one of our individuals in our community was misgendered by the police. The police came to their house the week before and said, he, he, he. The police, same police officer came back the next week. Why am I here again? And da, 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 I shouldn't be here. And he kept saying, she, she, she. So he mm -hmm. knew better. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to, you know, put that out there for the police chief. And the individual and I ended up meeting with the person, um, and I forget his name. I apologize. I have this card in my wallet. Um, and the individual came with me and put a report in, which normally if we weren't advocates, right, if we didn't help folks out, he probably would have been at home going, I don't think I can call the police again. Because if yeah. I do, I might feel misgendered and take me somewhere I don't want to be. So exactly. the police chief worked with us and our network coordinator was doing trainings for all the police officers on sexual orientation, and gender identity. So any businesses out there, any corporations, any 501c3s, we want Eileen to get paid. We did it for free for all the police department. Awesome. So I want to make sure that um, you know people understand why we do the things that we do. Um, I know we're probably more happy things that we want to talk about, but the reasons that I do what I do is in 2006 here in New Bedford, right? We had two gay bars, Laplace and Puzzles. An 18-year-old kid went into the Puzzles Lounge, um, asked for the local gay bar, ordered a drink, and I know he's 18 and whatever it's going to be, the bartender said he asked for the ID and it was a fake ID. We don't know the story, we weren't there. He ended up taking a hatchet and a gun and tried to kill the patrons in the bar, and this is 2006. Yes. He ended up hurting, stabbing, and um, somebody got shot. He ended up fleeing down south. The story doesn't know if he kidnapped his ex-girlfriend or she went willingly. He killed a police officer down south, ended up killing her, and he was killed. So that's 2006. Let's move forward. 10 years later, we're at our other gay bar, because the other bar didn't survive it. We're at Puzzles, excuse me, La Place on 2010 yep. Street. Hopefully they'll be back again. Um, 10 year commemoration. We have everybody in the community coming out. We had other people that used to be part of Puzzles come to the bar. And then what happened four months later? The Pulse attack in Orlando. This Saturday is the fifth year anniversary. Fifth anniversary, a 29 year old man killed 49 people and wounded 53 more with a semi-automatic weapon against the gay folks in our community. The Transgender Day of Remembrance that we had done this past year, 
Uh, we had these huge placards made that we were going to put all of the city city uh, library stairs and everything. Mm-hmm. We went to print, and after that, four more people were murdered that we couldn't even print. We did it and had it ready for November, and by the end of the, when we were doing it, by the end of the year, um, four more people were murdered. So I want people to realize that people, oh, it doesn't happen around here. The first United States transgender death happened in Massachusetts on North Adams, Mass. She was killed by her husband. So people, why do you do what you do, Tracy? Well, it doesn't stop, right? We go from our community to further out, and I can only do so much. People always say, well, why can't you do this and that? Because I need to make sure that our kids are safe and our community is safe. So all these things that we talk about are trans, trans, and who knows what happened at Pulse, and who knows why the 18-year-old did what he did in New Bedford because he, he ended up getting killed or or perished in you know what had happened. There's just so many things that are happening out there that um, we need to make sure our community knows that we can't repeat it. We can't. And it, it, if you slow down, you're going to miss so many opportunities. Yeah. So, so the house, you know, the house behind you, uh, we call it a house. I mean, I do because our youth center, our kids used to call it a perfect place. I walk in the door, I'm perfect. I don't have any problems. I don't have homelessness. I don't have this. That's my cup. I know when I come here every week that I've got a home. So I call this a home. Our kids will probably call it a home. Um, it's actually three working floors and a full basement. We've actually been doing private tours for different people in our community. Um, and it's amazing that we set up each room. So the first floor on the whole right side will be a welcoming area. But come on in, you know, meet and greet. How's it going? And then the whole back back, back area, we're going to have technology needs for people in our community. There might be people that don't have access to computers, that don't have access to Internet. They're going to be able to kind of come in and chill. The, the front left room will be a welcoming spot. We'll have um, somebody checking you in. Hey, is there anything that we can help you with? Maybe some services we can check out for you. And the whole back left area was gonna, is going to be a commercial kitchen. We're hoping to rent it out. Charlie, I'm not going to come to you month after month. Hey, I need money to run this place. So yeah. we're hoping that the commercial kitchen will be able to rent it out at night and make like 40 grand uh, from 10 at night to 6 in the morning and to be able to maybe sell food or uh, meals for a buck for the community because we can't make it and sell it or do things like that unless it's commercial kitchen. Uh, Pride Cafe that we talked about that was at the UU Church is now coming back. It just came back this this Monday. It was at Custom House Square downtown. It's, again, 18 plus. People talk about whatever. Um, we used to do movies at the UU Church, just talkings and whatnot. Uh, we used to bring some light food and, and um, beverages and just have a place for people to meet. So um, Pride Cafe will be in that room, but actually the commercial kitchen will be on one side of that left back room and we'll have some like maybe some banquet seating some bistro style seating where pride cafe can be there and brian costa who did the wellness walk this past saturday came up with an amazing idea we're going to bring back the lgbtq voice it's going to be broadcast on the second floor yeah actually going to be hosting cooking shows let's just say charlie that we're able to get a grant and in this grant money i give you a box of food i don't know how to cook whatever this is in here but we yep. take that same box that we gave you and we cook it with you now we can do it live. We can, we can have an audience there and we can go live from the LGBTQ Voice Cooking Show and just show people we understand that we don't have a lot in our community or we may have tons of food in our community. Uh-huh. What does that look like when I have a box? And how can I teach people to eat healthier on what I have? So that's the whole first floor. So do you want to hear more? <laughs> I love it. The um, So you, you anticipate 2022 it be fully yeah. yeah so my goal is uh, uh, for those who don't know october 11th is national coming out date every year we've done something except for this year with covid um we've always done something my goal would be to open october 11th 2022 national coming out day i'm coming out and we're open <laughs> you know i'm like that's my goal so we need funding for that we're actually at uh, about four hundred thousand dollars right now and we anticipate a million dollar bill uh, Rebecca got an amazing grant through the city, and we have two hundred thousand dollars for the outside. The, the I believe it or not, the slate roof is amazing. There's some leaks in it that need to be repaired, but all the slate looks pretty good. There's a couple pieces that need to be replaced. All the windows need to be replaced, and we're going to have it. Um, because where we're at downtown, we don't have to be historically correct inside. We need to be like historic, historically correct outside. We're going to have the copper gutters. Um, all new windows and like uh, the whole facade, the brickwork needs to be um, kind of like masonry work done just to kind of make sure yep. it's solid as a rock. Solid yeah. as a rock. So we're excited for that. So, yeah, we're about, uh, we need about $600,000 more. 
So we've been doing private tours. We've been hitting up. So anybody out there that knows a CEO of somebody, um, I already got some information of Titleist. We're working on a corporate sponsorship packet to reach out to people that, hey, I work for Titleist. This is important to me, and we're going to hand you it. We think that you should donate to this community. Yeah. Uh, I reached out to Harvey Building Supplies, and they said, hey, we don't do um, corporate sponsorship, but um, our employees donate. And another person said that we do a 50-50 match for what our employees do. So we're reaching out to people right now. We're in the soft phase. And even though we have the soft phase, we're already at $400,000. Wow. So we haven't even got to like the major major phases yet. Um, uh, the um, Let's see. Making donations. Are they done through mail or are they brought to a certain office? How, so you, you can go onto our website and it's there. And actually uh, on the back, we actually have this Future Is Now book that we've been giving out and touring everywhere we go. Uh, Rebecca McCuller is our vice president. And it's Rebecca at the same as mine, uh, sclbnetwork.org. Uh, but there's a donation button on our website. Um, it's just been amazing. Uh, I mean, once it's done, the, when we give people the tour, it's like, oh, my God, your energy. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're doing this. Oh, my God. You know, and it's just, we had Cape Cod Gay Pride came up a couple Sundays ago. There's nothing like this. Uh, we're part of Centerlink. Uh, Rebecca is amazing signing us up for different groups and organizations. And the only one like us is Connecticut. There's Bagley in Boston, which our youth group, which is SoCo Agley, is part of. But again, that's 14 to 22 and ours is 24. What about everybody else? There's nothing like this. We're a pilot program for the North, for the whole um, North Coast and the whole East Coast. We're yeah. it. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, is a lot a lot of stuff is being accomplished just just within the city and you guys and all your you know friends and family that are doing their thing um i'm definitely gonna try to help out as much as i can i'm gonna pay attention to a lot of things and um i definitely see that you know that four hundred thousand that's needed you know additionally that's going to come to you rel relatively quickly, I think. Um, we're hoping. You know, the, the movie series that we're doing with the Z um, it has been amazing for us. Um, and just seeing the people coming out and supporting, you know, the LGBTQ movies that are, have been chosen by MJ, uh, Beyond the Binary. A lot of people don't realize what's going on with the transgender and uh, non-binary community. Um, so to be able to, you know, partner with them. And if you guys didn't know, um, AHA Night in New Bedford is huge. Arts, history, and architecture. 2019 is the first year in the 20-year history that we had a gay night. We had a gay night downtown. And people are like, what? Is I mean, people may associate with the arts, with the queers, right? So from that, the Queer Arts Council in New Bedford was, was formed. So this Thursday, which is I guess is tomorrow, is yep. um, Pride AHA along with wow. the, the organization. So if you guys check out the Queer Arts Council Facebook page, you'll see a virtual tour. And they're doing stuff with um, Lonel at the, the communal space. So there's a lot that we're doing where um, Mandy, who's on our board, is part of the Queer Arts Council. Um, so we make sure that we're all set with them. And we do believe that they, along with SoCo Agley, are going under the network's umbrella so they can use our 401, uh, 501c3 status to be able to help them with grants of one and grow them, as well as Fall River Pride. Fall River Pride started um, in 2019, and unfortunately with COVID, this will be their second Pride on the 27th from 12 to 4 at City Hall, City Plaza in Fall River. So we we could wouldn't it be great we'd have pride in every city, even though we, we call ourselves South Coast Pride, we never realized that there might be a Fall River Pride or there could be a Matter Police of Pride or could be whatever. But we end up being South Coast Pride and Fall River Pride is under our umbrella. So slowly but surely we're just helping people, railing people in and throwing that line out and see how we can help. I love when New Bedford and Fall River collaborate on things, you know, not yeah. just this, but a lot of things. And when they do that, a lot of things seem to happen. Um, well, we uh, actually went to Fall River before we decided where we were going to have pride. South Coast Equality had pride and um, it dissipated over a couple of years. And people asking me, what, what's up with it? I'm, like, I'm not part of that organization anymore. I'm here and there. Um, and I said to Joni, I said, well, people ask him, what about pride? You cannot not have a pride. So Joni gave me pride. I can't go to Boston pride and say, oh, Boston pride's mine. So I went to Joni and South Coast Equality gave me pride for the year. I had it at La Place. It was an amazing event. I raised $2,000. I put $1,000 into the event. I had, I had DJ Nicole, shout out. We had a DJ outside, DJ inside. We had food. We had this. I mean, you name it, we had it. Um, and that thousand dollars I made, I gave back to the bar and entertainment. Because it's tough when you're a bar and, you know, being gay, you can kind of go anywhere right now. Uh, so I want to make sure that they had entertainment and whatnot. I didn't pocket anything from that. Um, 
I don't know where I was going. So Pride. Oh, yeah. So Pride. Uh, the next year, we're like, give Pride South Coast Equality and Event for Pride to the network, and we can do Pride. They gave it to us too late, and we still had it at the bar. And that's when we started having it, Pride in the Park. But before that, we went to Fall River. We said, what, do you, what can you offer us? Why should we be in Fall River? And we ended up going there first. We're like, listen, we're South Coast. We represent the South Coast. What does that look like for us? And we yeah. still thought the Buttonwood Park was a better fit. We can grow. We can yeah. grow in Buttonwood Park. And they had the bathrooms right down the hill. Right. So everything just seemed to work, you know, and hopefully once we get back to some normality, people go on the duck boats, you know, the little boat thing, the swan thing, yep. you know. So we figured that, you know, Buttonwood Park was a place to be. It sure is. It is. Um, we sometimes underestimate that park and all that greenery. Um, and I, you know, there's so many things that can happen down there. Even even the fort, you know, I was talking about the fort yesterday and um you know, that's another venue that uh, we have. We have so many different things yeah. in the city that can help us with events just like this. Or And then I can't even, can you imagine being at Bontway Park or the fort and doing any any of the events that you're talking about? Yeah. And that would be so beautiful, especially, you know, the scenery, you know, the serene atmosphere with the, you know, Buttonwood Park and the waterfront, you know, it's just, it's just awesome. So, um, let's see. It said, not only did we have food and music, we had family. Exactly. Uh, thank you for that. I don't, I don't know who posted it. Yeah, I can't see it. Um, I'll, uh, but, um. So, I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you a story about pride. Um, so, I have my tissue because sometimes I cry when I tell the story. So, I'm going to try not to. Yeah. So, I get there early. Pride, again, we start with the 1.9 wellness lock, walk with uh, New Bedford Wellness. We actually have Jeff Costa do yoga in the park. We, this is so different. Uh, if you guys I've seen that, that I've seen happy, that. right? Um, yeah. And then we do our pride from 11 to 4. I leave pride at 3 o'clock to go to the place for the after party, which is 4 at night to 2 in the morning. So I'm going all day. So I'm like, okay, pride is great. We're all set. Everybody's lined up. We've got what we're doing. I'm going to the bar. So I go to the place. I get a beer. I sit my feet up, you know, I'm out on the deck. I got my beer, and my friend Mary Louise comes up to me, and she goes, Tracy, I had to leave Pride. I was so upset. And I'm like, processing, well, I just left. Everyone's having a good time. What could it be? She goes, I never thought in a million years that um, this girl was a cutter. And I said, well, what happened? She goes, these kids were on a picnic blanket, brought their own food, were having the time of their life. And I'm like, okay. I walked by this young girl, and I saw the cuts down her arm and cuts down her leg and i didn't know that that was a kid issue i had to leave i was that upset i go mary louise if nothing else if that group of those kids were the only people that showed up at pride then our pride was successful i helped one kid and that i'm gonna cry no i'm not gonna do it not gonna do it don't do it um but to see these kids walk through our youth doors and their cutters five years ago when charlie i'll give you a tour um at the center on the second floor um, yep. what we, did, we already talked about the first floor, but on the second floor in one of the arts rooms, um, we have the art stuff, but on, we talk about our, our, our NB Agley. So on the third floor, we'll have offices. So as we do the tours, there's three offices on the right and two on the top left. There's a sign. Five years ago, I lost two kids to suicide. They're not coming back. The DA's, see, I knew I was going to cry. Um, the DA's office came in and said, Tracy, how can we help? So the ADA came in two Thursdays in a row. Our kids sat, 30, 50 kids, beanbag chairs, laps. She wanted to hear the stories. So out of this, they said, you know what? We're going to do a week one camp for your kids. This is amazing. So I, I show this stop sign, and our kids did this, and it went all over the state. It says big, like you had a regular stop sign, stop. And then there's a yield sign, homophobia, transvestite, um, faggot. They're getting beat up. All these things are on this one side. So when I talk about this one room with you, Charlie, I go, what'd you do for me tomorrow? DA's office. What'd you do for me the next day? The week after, my kids are still cutting. They're still homeless. They're still couch surfing. They're still whoring themselves. All these things are still happening. So I need to be here. South Coast Network needs to be here. We need to make sure our kids are safe. We need to make sure they have a place that they call home. Even if it's for two hours a week, they have a place to be. Exactly. I knew I was gonna cry. Sorry, crap. No, no, you. Oh, I got. I told her about tissue. Um, heart, to heart, see, heartfelt to, tears. Heartfelt yeah. tears. To see our kids thrive, to see our kids who came in shy, 
you know, to see our kids evolve and to grow up and be successful adults has have been truly a blessing. I um, yeah. um, Brittany says, miss you so much, Tracy. Amazing to hear about all the changes that are going on with the center. All good things from here and out. And um, she continues on and uh, said, I have that sign hanging in my room. It was such an amazing experience to work with the DA's office. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, um, I think Brittany might be, I can't see because I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. Yeah. I, I'm still friends with our youth that have aged out. And we. Yeah. And how sad is it that once you're 24, you can't come anymore? Yeah. So we had talked to our kids and we said, hey, you may not want to stay with us anymore because you're 19, 20. Wouldn't it be great to have Pride Cafe in our home? Instead of the UU church twice a month, they could be here every Monday. It took three years of us convincing our kids. Well, what are you going to Because they vote. We're peer-led, excuse me, we're youth-driven, yep. peer-led, and adult-supported. Our kids pick the color. Our kids pick, hey, what furniture? Well, our kids pick everything, and they vote on it. Plain and wow. simple. We meant to make sure that they have a voice in the center. So um, it's amazing. Like I said, I'm still friends with some of our kids that have aged out. They've gone to Pride Cafe. They still, we're still Facebook. So after they age out, I become Facebook friends. Um, I'm not Facebook friends with them during. Um, there's a lot that, that happens, you know, and I need to be have that separation, which I hate saying that. Um, but it's amazing to see where our kids are at. And then about four years ago, three and a half years ago, someone said to me, well, why don't you become a foster parent? Maybe you could help one kid. I'm like, why can't I be foster parent? So my son, right, he's 34 now. So he was probably about 31. I ended up doing the Kennedy Donovan Center through New Bedford. And I'm a single gay mom. And I am now, I've been a foster mom. This August will be three years with the same kid. It's, it's wow. a one program. My program is called the Lift Program. And I look at it and I lift that kid up to the next step of their life. I helped her with when she needed to get her grades up at school. She graduated high school. I was with her when she got a permit. I helped her get her license. I helped her get her first job. I helped her with all these things. She signed herself back in at 18. She's still here. She's working now at Enos Medical Facility in New Bedford. She's going to be going to BCC um, soon. So she's staying in the program. She, she understands that DCF is here to help her. Even though she had bad where she was at, there's good for her future. So you know what? Gay folks out there, you can be a foster parent in Massachusetts. It can be done because I am one. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, it's all, all that matters is the caring, loving and caring. And that's yeah. what you do. Oh, that's that's my only yeah. loving and caring the kid for the kid. That's all. You know, that's. I mean, and, and I again, that I don't want to do everything about the kids. Our transgender community. I know I talked about uh, Jennifer Laude's murder and things like that. Um, check out our Facebook page and whatnot, our, our website, because we actually have some transgender groups that have started out. Uh, there's one in Westport, and there's an online. I mean, uh, one that meets. They were meeting online, so I don't know what, what's going on with that group. I do so many other things. I just want to make sure that we do shout-outs to our transgender non-binary community to make sure that they're taken care of. Um, and Eileen Dugas, our network coordinator, has been starting a program, a youth um, advisory board for the network. And we're also working on an elder, an older service um, advisory board. that we make sure that we're helping everybody out. I'm not – I'm 57. Pretty Another 10 years, I'd be in that age group. But we yep. want to make sure that we're representing and helping everybody in our community. Again, our three-target population is – Youth, elders, and the transgender non-binary community. So we have those things that are out there for everybody. Oh, we're trying. Knock, knock. Awesome. Yep. The uh, what's the? Let me see. What's the next event that you think uh, that that you want to get out there? You know, for for the community. For yeah. So, so I, I know I talked about Savannah coming this Saturday. I think it's cute. Um, it's huge. I know a couple of years ago when we had Jacqueline Demera at the public library, we had some backlash. Um, we had reporters out there and people, the religious people on the other side of the street. No, you can't be teaching our kids. I'm sorry. Your parents chose to bring your kids to the library. That was a choice that they chose to do. So yeah. I think it's important that, and Savannah said, I am going to be the best Disney fairy princess that you have ever seen, Tracy. So I'm skipping an event. Um, there's a woman's group and they're actually meeting um, at a park this Saturday. And I'm like, Hmm, I need to be there to represent to make sure that we're at the, um, the Gallery X to make sure that one, Savannah is safe, right? Our community is safe. Um, but to see these kids and have a ball and let people see the artwork is totally amazing. Um, some of the, so, so if it's kids that are gone, um, it's a regular art gallery. So there is um, boobs and butts, you know, that you might see. 
Um, but it's an art gallery that you would see anywhere anywhere else. But the artist's ha um, work has been amazing. Um, when we started Arts in the Park a couple of years ago, and we had the 50th anniversary of Stonewall event at the Harbor Hotel, and in one week's time, we curated a museum, I mean, an art gallery in their um, function room. Uh, hopefully, they'll be back up and running fully staffed soon. Um, but we had one kid, Asher, that was um, from the Bedford Volk. Mm -hmm. And I don't know his name now. He showed up to drop his artwork off with mom. That event we hosted, he and mom and dad showed, and he sold his first piece of artwork. Asher is transgender, female to male. And to have that highlight of selling your first piece of art at our show with mom and dad, we don't see a lot of kids with mom and dad. We don't see the kids. Some of our kids don't have mom and dads. They're yes. with auntie or grandma, and they have to hide their sexuality. And again, because they're getting kicked out. I want to make sure that I say these stats. I'm going to read it. Um, nearly, again, this is LGBTQ youth in Massachusetts versus non. Um, nearly four times more likely to attempt suicide. Three and a half more times likely to skip school because they don't feel safe. 3.2 times more likely to inflict self-harm. More than twice as likely to have been threatened or injured at school. And these are all from the Mass uh, uh, Commission on LGBTQ youth. This is right here in Massachusetts. So we need to make sure that our kids are, are, are taken care of. What, so you asked me what I'm looking forward to. Every Friday, I'm very fortunate. Again, how I know you, how I meet you, how I meet you. We've been working with um, Senator Mark Martini's office. And they actually gave us, uh, helped us with a grant from the Community Foundation that we got $10,500 grant to help with technology needs and um, um, nutrition needs for our kids. And our Bagley funding, we had enough money left over to do a yoga series June, July, and August for our ages 14 to 24 LGBTQ um, individuals at Sanger, New Bedford um, with Jeff Costa, who's been our my yoga guru, my, my friend for many, many years to, to, to talk about health and wellness, um, to talk about what it means for mindfulness, um, to talk about what it means to breathe. Um, so every Friday at four, from four to five, June, July, and August, and hopefully we'll get more funding to do this every Friday. So an after-school program when kids get out of school to go to a mindfulness. So this past week, and again, whoever goes and, and goes for that one hour, it's from four to five, you get a $50 market basket gift card to help with those nutritional needs from the money that we got from Senator Montaigne's office and helping with that grant money. So we reach out and what can we do? How can we help? So Jeff Costa stepped up to the plate and once again, offered his space with a little bit of a fee and we have a three month program right now. So we're helping our kids. We're, we're getting out there. It's been amazing. And I, and I go, cause we have adult advisor usually goes and I know you guys don't know me, but I was like, my one arm doesn't work. So I was, again, any ability, any level, I sat on the sideline. They have like this whole grate across the heating system and AC is, so I'm sitting there, I lift my leg, I'm doing woo, woo, and I call it body in motion. Whatever you can do, you do. Other people are on the mats. We have yoga mats that we got. Jeff Costa gave us uh, help with a grant maybe five years ago. We have the same mats and blocks. They sanitize them, they wash them. So every time that we reuse those things, uh, Jeff Costa, shout out my friend. Awesome. Great dude. Um, I seen the video. I checked that out. Yeah. And, um, he definitely seems like, just like Brittany said, said, Jeff Costa is an amazing person. Yoga with, with him is so relaxing. Yeah, That's I don't know if I printed that one out. Where's my Jeff Costa yoga? Yeah, I want to make sure I get the address. I think it's 693. Plus, I can't remember my handwriting now. It's across from Zyterian. Again, yeah. shout out to the movie series we have coming out. Don't forget, if you missed the beginning, we have the Beyond the Binary series at the Zyterian Theater, 10 bucks. And what's really cool is they actually have it signed. I sit in this row, nobody sits in that row. You sit in this row, nobody sits in that row. Only 100 seats. We want to make sure social distancing and masks are required unless you drink in. And the bar is open. I know I have water okay. because it's actually an event. Um, but it's definitely been an amazing series to to do with the Z and uh, MJ Harup. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, see, see how quick time flies by when you have great stories, you know, and these, these are great stories, you know. I, uh, can, can I tell yeah. you about the other two floors real quick? Of for course. The yeah. So we talked about on the first floor. So the second floor is um, the whole right side is, is going to be separated from the first and the third floor. It's a, it's a meeting room. So our MB Adley will be there from you know Thursdays from um, 5 to 7. We can have yoga. We can have gay AA. We can, well, we call it gay AA, but AAA for LGBTQ+. Plus. Um, yeah. We talked about Pride Cafe might be in the kitchen, but maybe they want a movie night. 
So they're going to be up on the second floor. We're also talking about renting that space out to people that might need meeting space. Any trainings that we're doing in the community, we can do in that space. On the whole second floor right side. On the second floor left side, in the whole back area, um, and again, every floor there's going to be an elevator. As you can see the picture on the right side, there's a trash can right there now. We actually own yep. that driveway. The, LGBT, the LGBTQ ramp. The, uh, the different abilities ramp will be all the way towards the back to the back porch. There'll be a regular size elevator, not a little lift, all yep. four floors, including the basement. And each floor, the two main floors will have two handicapped ADA bathrooms, gender neutral. The third floor and the basement will have one handicapped bathroom um, available on the floors. So the back left of the second floor will be the LGBTQ voice studio and our offices. I'm also the secretary and events committee chairperson for the network. We have a um, events, excuse me, we have a network coordinator. We just hired our second person. Shout out to Kate. Hi, Kate. I hope you're watching. Kate is part-time. Um, she's working alongside Eileen. Uh, so we're going to have our offices there, do the LGBTQ voice, bring the community back to you. It was a live weekly show where we talk about healthy lifestyle choices, what's impacting our community, and how you as a community can help. And the front left, it's a beautiful spotlight of, of light in there. It'll be an artist studio, uh, an, art, an, art, an art studio where we can um, have people come in and do paint nights possibly. Um, art is very th therapeutical for a lot of people. Spoken word can be done in that room. Yep. The uh, uh, possibilities are endless. And the third floor we talked about on the far right will be three offices. On the far left will be two offices. We're hoping to rent those out to be able to have income. So again, Charlie, how much money you got to give me? No, um, <laughs> we're going to pay our pay for what we need in the building, um, as well as possible services. So we do believe that we have a, um, a therapist for trans medicine that might be renting one. And I'm proud to say that our Soko Agley has one of the offices. We're going to be using our, since we don't have to have our own facility anymore. We'll be able to have enough funding to be able to have one of those offices. And maybe I talked to um, Kate from the Q Plus Club at Elmo Del Mar School. Listen, if you guys need an office space, you guys want to have your kids come here, it's not just the MB Agley floor. It's an everybody floor. The Q yeah. Plus Club can come there. Pride Cafe can come there. Charlie needs it for a rental. Charlie can come here. So everything for every floor, we've kind of figured out as we're going. Um, but it's going to be an amazing space, and I look forward to what our community has to offer us. And if you're looking for what our, we're offering you, you, just check out our website, check out our Facebook page, hit me up, private message on Facebook. Um, like some of our guests, I ended up, we ended up, Eileen and I Skyped in Sarah Cunningham's for free mom hugs. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis bought the rights to her, her, her book. She's going to be starring in a movie about how a woman had a, had a pin on, I said free mom hugs and people came up just giving her hugs. All these kids that didn't have moms that, that loved them, respected them for being gay. And she ended up um, as a Christian woman and didn't was out with her son at first and didn't have the same um, ideas as her son. And finally said, what am I doing? My son is my son, you know, and changed her spirituality. And so this whole free mom hugs movement, there's one in Massachusetts, there's one in Rhode Island, all over the country. So wow. we had her on our show. So it's just been amazing on um, what we've been able to do with limited funds and free time. We, almost all of us do everything for free and, and budget our time well to make sure that we can do these things and our activities. Uh, like I said, you're a champion and an advocate along with everyone else that's volunteering and making mm -hmm. sure that these things happen. Um, and if, if we, we don't have volunteers, most things don't happen, you know, mm -hmm. it just don't happen. And, um, you know, and, it, and I love exactly what you're doing. I want to continue to to be in uh, support of, of everything that you're doing. I don't want to pinpoint it to one specific organization, one specific program or event. You know, I'm going to try to do, uh, my family's going to try to do as much as we can for you, only because we definitely appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I have never seen um the city at this level in a very very long time so i'm very happy that you guys are doing what you're doing yeah yeah we, you know we we partnered with the harbor hotel in 2019 to do the 50th anniversary of stonewall and that took us up a level i mean for people we had over 200 people in those little rooms um hearing from a stonewall veteran so for you guys that don't know in 1969 it was right now charlie i'd be arrested i do not have on three articles of women's clothing mm -hmm. i could be arrested Yep. So back then it was tough. So you could be arrested 
and you be fired from your job, lose your housing, bye-bye, and then what happens to you? So people were closeted and hiding. So a lot of um, bars were owned by the mafia, and they would pay the police off to leave them alone. So what would happen is you actually had to sign a book of who you were. You could say Jane Smith, Jane Smith, Jane Smith. They didn't really care. But they would actually get a heads up. Hey, the police are on the way. Be ready. And the, the lights would flicker. When the lights would flicker, people would get up against the wall and have their IDs ready. And that's usually about it. Well, time and time again, time and time again, they're harassed. Um, Billy Club, what are you going to do? You're not going to fight back. You, you're going to go to jail. You're going to get arrested. You're going to lose everything that we just talked about. Yeah, someone just said, oops, I'm going to jail. Yeah, you're going to jail. Exactly right. Um, so this one particular night in June in 1969, um, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz passed away, Julie Garland. Yep. If you didn't know, back in the day, Julie Garland was the gay man's prince, the gay man's Michael Jackson. So um, the, I hear the story from Stonewall veteran David Velasco Bermudez. He was Puerto Rican. It was an old horse, horse barn. He was over in the back area, it kind of goes like this, a very, very small area um, in New York. And he wasn't going to go that night. He's like, I'm not going to go. I, I'm moving to a new place, blah, blah, blah. I already saw her. I went to the church. I said my blessing. Oh, come up with that one drink. You know how that goes, Jerry, Charlie. One more. Just meet me for one. Just one more. drink. Well, he did. Well, that night, um, the police came in. Five police officers came in, I believe. One was undercover. And the lights flickered. And even to this day, Charlie, if you're in a room with elders and a lights flicker, you'll see them do this because they're in shock. They're like, oh, my God, I'm getting raided. Oh, my yep. God, I can lose my house. All that shock comes back. All that PTSD, all that trauma comes right back to them. So I have seen that. And it's scary. But again, so all these gay people, the bar was over full. They were celebrating the life of Julie Garland. The mafia didn't pay the police off. But like they usually do. All these events happen. And the police came in and decided to raid the bar. They don't know who fought back first. Suppose it was one lesbian female and the police started fighting and the patrons fought back for three days and nights. They fought back. And that's why we have pride in June because we're not going back. We're just not, not going back. So it's just amazing that we had that to have a hotel. He told the story and we were able to have a tea dance to have a hotel, which has been amazing. Our LGBT community kept coming out. So it was one of the Sundays in um, June, excuse me, every month in June, uh, excuse me, once a month, on a Sunday, uh, we got together. We called it a tea dance. So we're hoping to be able to bring that back to the Habba Hotel once they're fully staffed and ready. So guys, keep looking at our Facebook page um, for a tea dance. Only about 10% of people danced, but it was more like, you know what? We have a place to mingle, and we have a place to go. And I know someone said, I miss the tea dances. I'm working on it with an organization right now. Um, it's not the Habba because they're not ready yet. I'm real honest. I hit them up first. Please don't be upset. I need you to go somewhere else. Our neighborhood needs to dance. We need to get together. So I'm working on a place in New Bedford. I've already talked to them. I'm just sending out some emails and whatnot. So we're looking at June 27th and July 26th on those Sundays. So keep a shout out for tea dances coming up um, soon. So that's something I'm working on behind the scenes. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. The um, I'm going to continue. Like I said, I'm going to follow the pages. I'll share every, everything. What I do is once I have a guest on, I... Um, I follow, I follow the guest. I follow everything that they're possibly doing. And then I share it on the Really Charlie podcast group on Facebook. And so I keep, uh, I, I, I keep the light shining with my guest. Appreciate and, that. And, and continue to show everything that they're doing. And sometimes it leads to another podcast because we, I see another event. I'm like, Oh, let me call Tracy right now. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about that, you know, and, and, so I'm going to let you know that I'll continue to do that. And, um, and please, when you, when we're done, share, share, share this as much as you can. Um, and well, somebody just said what nights at the Z. So every Tuesday at seven o'clock, six 30 is the red carpet. You guys can actually go up to step and repeat and get some pictures taken. We actually have the new rainbow flag with all the colors, the trans colors, the brown, the black. There's a new rainbow flag if you guys haven't seen it. It's forward thinking. So the trans colors go this way with brown and black. And then the rainbow flag, it's forward thinking. So it goes that way. Um, but yeah, every Tuesday at 7, check out the Z. Uh, go online or you can get tickets at the door. Awesome. Well, and I appreciate everything that you do, Charlie. It's really um, nice to be able to kind of, I don't put my hat on, I get dressed up, you know, I see my hat closer behind me, I'm in my living room, just chilling. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's about, you know, and that, 
I mean, I can end up, you know, always go mobile. I can go to an event, you know, I could do, do what I have to, to make sure that, um, you know, uh, things get broadcast on a really Charlie podcast. I really try to, I'm trying to reach out. I want educational, inspirational stories and, uh, and, you know, and, and sometimes, we get, sometimes we get goofy on here. So uh, uh, Brittany just posted, I want to read this. Coming out to my friends and family was made easier due to being part of NBA Agley. So many great memories um, made in the center. And many more to come, Brittany. Many more to come. Exactly. Brittany is uh, a dear friend, an yeah. awesome person. I love her. High five. Go feed, the, yeah, go feed the dog, Brittany. Take the dog. Ah. Take the dog. <laughs> So yeah, let, let me know when you you want you know any updates. I get those phone numbers for you. Hit me up online, offline, and uh, I'll get you those phone numbers that you need. I, I sure will. Um, I'll be doing that soon. Got to go over my June schedule. I have a lot of podcasts coming up. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna start setting up the month of July, um, but I got to make sure um, I'm gonna take some time off. So I want to make sure that I'm doing my schedule properly. You know. Yeah, and I appreciate you doing it now because we have so many things going on in June. You know, if anybody wants a private tour of the center, send me an email, hit me up, and uh, we'd be glad to kind of coincide with other people and and get people in there to see it and what our dreams are for you. I'm going to contact a friend of mine. Um, I think that he can help out in, in so many ways. So I tagged him in the comment section. I'm going to reach out awesome. to him, and uh, he may talk to you directly. Um, but yep. uh, I'll definitely i, I yeah. pick up we, we i know we have one more story i got 18 of them or i probably have 1800 of them so <laughs> when we did the aha pride in 2019 we had the event at the harbor hotel rebecca mccullough um at the time was our president gave all the aha participants if they wanted to a rainbow flag so you'll see aha night rainbow flags everywhere um i got a call at two o'clock in the morning again when we do events it's like an all day right we did the whole thing at the Harbor hotel it's two o'clock in the morning my phone rings it's john john vasconcellos from the community foundation a young gay male saw all the rainbow flags in town saw the one at his house and said i need a place to stay for the night can you help me those rainbow flags helped john said you know i don't know who you are he gave him a hotel room for the night at the Harbor hotel and said call me in the morning and we'll help you well, the yeah. kid did it. And I said to John, the kid, you helped that kid. He was safe because he saw all these flags in town, saw the flag at your house and was yeah. safe for one night. You did what you're supposed to do. If the kid wanted more help, he would have contacted you. Exactly. You know, so we, I have a thousand stories and maybe another time. Feel free to share them here as much as you yeah. want. You know, to send me a message, whatever you, you need to come on. You want to tell some more stories and, you know, it doesn't always have to be Tracy. It could be Tracy and her friends. We can definitely do that. You know, three or four people. You know, I could do more than that, but it, it gets better. It's it's better when it's about four people. Um, yeah. Maybe five the most with me included. And um, I know because you get the boxes. We get smaller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I lost weight. I was on Cherry uh, Charlie <laughs> Show. Uh, so, so. Yeah, just spread the word about the Really Charlie podcast, and um, I appreciate it. And right. I'm on it all the time, uh, unless I have to take some family time out. You know, yep, don't miss your life. Yep, family is everything. Yep. Exactly. So, all right, Tracy. All right, we'll please, take care, honey. I appreciate please keep, it. Please keep in touch. All right, I appreciate Definitely. you. All right, bye now. Bye. Awesome. Is uh, that's a champion, that's an advocate, that's a friend of New Bedford, of South Coast. She's done a lot. And I'm trying to give her flowers while she's standing, and she definitely deserves them. You know, sometimes you 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 notice from afar how good people are to you and many others. You know, don't have to be. Someone they know could be complete strangers, and that's what Tracy does. Um, if y'all can support and, and either volunteer or financially help them out, send a donation to, you know, to the center. That's a great, great idea, great center. It's going to help out so many people. You heard the age. You heard the age, uh, you know, it goes up from, from 15 on to senior citizen. You know, it's going to get 
they're going to constantly be here to help them. And why not? We waste money every single day for different things, you know. Throw some money their way, you know. And if you have money, throw even more money up in, in, in their direction. we got so many things going in so many directions. But I am very proud and very happy to have this podcast. And, um, you know, the LGBTQ is a, definitely a community that I love. I love everything that they do. Um, they're, they're, they're very supportive of each other. And it's something that we need in this city. I mean, look, they got the center, the church. Gallery X, right down the street, there's going to be another theater. They got the Z. There's so many things. They got a community hall down there with, with Lionel Walker. It's awesome. They definitely do things, doing things. So when you walk down to New Bedford, you're saying, wow, look what's going on. You know, so I'm going to continue to bring those stories to you as best I can. You know, I'm going to follow everything that they're doing and podcaster here on the really Charlie podcast continue to support me continue to listen to me on the on the podcast i'm on Streamyard, anchor spotify facebook and youtube as we end this podcast i'm am gonna quickly download it and put it on anchor and spotify within the next hour so they're gonna continue to be out there and if if you didn't hear the whole story you can definitely Click on those platforms and listen to Tracy tell her stories. Awesome, awesome person. Thumbs up. Five stars. She gets it all. Continue to support her like I am. I love you guys. Be well always. And God bless. Take care.